Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time now for The Drive with Mark Ennis. Presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive. I'm your host today, Dave Skull, along with my good friend Jeff Lightsey. Jeff, thank you for coming in once again. No problem, man. We always have such a good time when we get to do radio <laughs> together. Um, 8150-939 is the phone number. If you all want to squeeze in here in the last hour, 3831-939. Thank you for turning yeah. that down again. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> 3831. It's really warm in here. <laughs> Seriously. 3831-939 is UPS Jobs. Text line... Real quick, we're going to eat our vegetables one more time before we move on. Okay, just one time. Just one time. Four remaining games in the regular season for the men. Five, you include the first-round AC tournament game, and then maybe they win a game or so. I don't know. How many games do you think they win? Do you think they win a game? Down the stretch. The last three are at home after the – after the Duke game, just to clarify that. I was about to say, well, the Duke game is definitely a loss because Duke is fighting for a seed. Yeah. They're trying to get a you know top four, top three mm-hmm. seed. They have they, real real stuff to play for. Yeah, so they, they can't lose to Louisville, in other yeah. words. So so that's a loss. The the three games at home, I mean, I want see here's the thing. The the problem with asking a question like that after this Notre Dame game is because the last thing I saw was the worst thing possible. That's you why lost I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you lost to the worst team or what was supposed to be the worst team in the conference. You're the worst team in the conference. We're, the second the worst, worst team, team at home by 22 points. I'm not going to say at full strength, but at what we as full of strength as you're going to be at yeah. this point in the season, right? So with that being said, it's tough to see another win. I, I expect at least one. I would hope for two. But because think about this, Dave, if you win, there's, there's four games left. We know you're losing to Duke, so there's three games left. Even if you win two out of those three, you go and you lose your first game in the AC tournament. Over the two-year stretch, you will have one. Say if you win two out of the three, that means 10 wins on the season, 14 games in two years. Just saying that out loud. <laughs> that's on the optimistic side because you're saying they win two games. That's if like, you win two. Yeah, two, like that's if like, you win two. 14 games in two, in, in two years, man. Let me ask you this. <laughs> to, to further expand upon our misery here, what's more likely to you? In these five games, if you include the ACC tournament, do you win two games or go winless? What's more likely? Oh, more likely is winless. Yeah. Without question. Yeah, the evidence we see, it, it's winless. I mean, more question. likely is winless. I mean, because think about it. If you win two games, 
You've only won eight games all year. You win two games. That's what I mean. I'm not a math major, but that's like thirty like percent of your season, right there. Like thirty percent of the wins on your season. If you win two out of your last five games, so that's why the winless last five it would be twenty percent of your win total on yes, there. Yeah, exactly. Be two out of ten. So, so. <laughs> that's quite an accomplishment. Absolutely, in, that's crazy. In the last five games. I don't know. Like I, I, all I know is that I'm really excited to not talk about this team anymore. Not because of the players. But just because it's just the same conversation over and over again, it's just a matter of what, how is it going to manifest itself this game? You know, what fresh hell are we going to have? You know, coming up? Yeah. what what what's Kenny going to say in the post game press? Oh man, those uh, are the treats. Like those are the, like the, those are the treats. That's what makes it going worth going to or staying yeah. after is like the post game comments are like, okay, like how can we dig ourselves a new burial? Yeah. I'll just listen to. Coach after the game, <laughs> like that's, that's what we're gonna take. That's what I'm taking away more is the post game press conferences and just press conferences here where it's just so off the rails. And we're like, he didn't say that. He didn't mean <laughs> that. You try to like justify. It's like, no, he said exactly what he but after said. After a while, it's like, yeah, he said it. And he, he said it. it, and it's like, I don't know. Like, I'm gonna be tired of the word fight forever. Ooh, yeah. There's I never hear fight again. A, a, a five-year moratorium on the world on the word fight. You're gonna have to <laughs> no find, Beastie Boys ever. Yeah, yeah, listen right. to that song. You're gonna have to find you know get a, a thesaurus and just find every word other than fight. You know you got a battle. <laughs> we're going to combat tonight. That's right. We're going to combat. We're going to war. Uh, whatever. I'll I'll stand for the for the military. You know comparisons. If I just don't have to hear the word fight ever again. Because because fight in in. Loss just don't go together. We got a scuffle tonight. Yeah, like know. fight and losing. Just <laughs> yeah. that. Don't, oh man, we did all this fighting. Yeah, so much fighting. We got yeah eight wins this year. We ain't did that much of a fight because it's them type of fights I don't want to be in. Where you only win eight out of your twenty out some odd games. Yeah, I don't need that type of fight. No, that's called getting knocked the hell out. There's <laughs> <laughs> just fights you get knocked out in. The yeah, of- <laughs> like, a lot of people fought yeah. Ali, and they also. Get they woke up in a hospital or just right. had some smelling salt. They get well. A lot of people fought Tyson. They don't remember the fight, they don't but, they, but they fought him technically. I don't like them type of fights where we're the opponent and you're Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah I'd rather lo- not is even it, get in those. Is battles. it really a fight between the hammer and the <laughs> nail? Six, you know what I mean? It's six seconds, eight seconds, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no. man. I this mean, Notre Dame team reminds me so much of all Lee and Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, that's what Jeff just said. And DePaul. Yeah. But like, gosh. Yeah, DePaul, Arkansas State, Chattanooga, all the – Yeah, they, we went in and in, in we made them Tyson. We made them oh, yeah. Ali. What, uh, <laughs> what I've saying. been saying – or what I said earlier this year is the type of fight that we're showing is the windmill arms just walking towards somebody. <laughs> you know, like we're fighting, but, man, we don't look like we know we what we're suck. doing. We suck. Did you No. <laughs> you just missed his face by five inches. <laughs> like, did I hit him? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, you, you woke up with the smelling salt. That means, yeah, no. It, it, it <laughs> type of, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, man, this is how I look. How does he look? Well, he's okay. Yeah, you won, you won because he was celebrating and fell out of the ring and was DQ'd <laughs> before they counted you out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, this thing's almost over, man. But let's talk about it. It's almost over. Uh. I wanted to touch on teams that are actually good at basketball real quick like the, the national perspective rutherford had that article earlier this week that he's done in the past where it's like these are the eight teams that cool. can win the national title right and his eight were yukon purdue houston arizona tennessee north carolina kansas and duke and his 
kind of caveat on the last one was, you know, he, he debated whether it's Auburn, Kentucky, Creighton, like a lot of other teams there, but he settled on Duke. All of these teams fit into the top 25 in both offensive and defensive efficiency, a kind of rubric, you know, qualifier. Um, your first blat, blush right there, like who's your, who are your favorites out of that group? Who do you disqualify off that list? And is there anybody off the board that you are, like off that board, yeah. that you would put above or put on that list for you? Uh, I, I think those. that's a good list. Automatically, I can say Purdue. Like it's just Purdue is like the one. Uh, I, like I just can't do it. That's the just, ones that are that've been favorites all year. Yeah, they're the ones that all of us just point at and say, "But Matt Painter, like, I can't do it. I can't do it." Just they last lost, year, they lost to a double digit seed three years in a row. Can't, yeah, one see. of them being a sixteen over a one. Mm, yeah, they've see. lost as the as a higher seeded team six out of the last eight years. Like there are reputations that are that are. Uh, Unfair. Unfair. As you say. know, some mm-hmm. people don't earn the reputations they have in mm-hmm. March. Purdue has, and Matt Painter has earned every bit of his reputation. Yeah. Now, do I think they lose to a 16 seed again? No. But Strong do I? Th- take. But yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, do I see them in the Final Four? Yeah. And they, they, it's strong. Like just like I don't expect them to lose to a 16 seed, I, I don't expect them to yeah. make it to the Final Four. So that's the team. Like yeah, you take the yeah. I don't care what they've looked like, how good they've been. That they got Zach Eady, he's playing well. No, that's a no for me. The other team that, if they're healthy, I l- always keep an eye on Kansas. Kansas has a ton of veterans. They have good guard play, and guard play works well in the NCAA tournament. As we've seen, guards kind of take over the tournament. They're kind of the, the guys that steer the ship to make things run when tournament time. When we see teams have Cinderella moments, a lot of times behind a couple of lead guards like Norvell last year for – for Kansas State, we saw some different guys come about, and it's like, oh, okay, this is why they're able to make a run. So I, I like Kansas if a couple of their guys are healthy with the combination of their guards in Hunter Dickinson. Another team it with, in the same mold, North Carolina. Senior-laden, bunch of veterans, bunch of guys that have won a ton in college basketball. They're a team that I think – R.J. Davis is a, is a baller. I love his game a lot. And then Baycock's been there forever. So those Cadeau's two teams really has yeah. really flashed. Uh, yes, his Elliot potential. Cadeau. Yes, I mean yes. Cormac Ryan's a good shooter. You know, they, they get all all the phases. Yeah, all the phases of the game from Taylor athleticism. <laughs> sorry, I didn't. Yeah. Taylor caught astray. I mean, <laughs> but from the you know the outside shooting, tough. the scoring on the inside, the rebounding, the defending. I like North Carolina as well. So, I so have I to think keep an eye on them. I, I hear like I'm I'm with you on North Carolina like as a, as a sleeper I I don't see it with Duke, you know I just don't like Philip. You're banking on talent. You are you're, you're banking, banking on Philipowski and and Jeremy Roach. Obviously they're a different team with Jeremy Roach, mm-hmm. and if he's on, he's on. But I just I just don't see it with them now. Kansas Mike described it I thought in a really apt apt way to me, and that's they kind of feel like the Chiefs. Yeah, you know where they they laid low all year. They they were. They had doubts, not maybe not as complete a team as they usually have mm-hmm. throughout the season, but obviously very talented with a couple of, you know, just first team All American type players, yes. uh, and feel like they could just put it together at any time. Yes, and they've, a veteran had, coach, right? And they've had plenty of of big wins this year, but mm-hmm. also have dropped some games. Uh, they could put it together at the end of the year and make a run and be dominant like they were picked to be in the preseason uh, at any time. I feel like it was 
Kansas is one to keep an eye on. I mean, Kevin McCullough and Hunter Dickinson are both yes. first-team All-American type talents. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and imagine if Bill Self gets his third championship this year. Like that's the right. narrative. Like we, because I remember when Jack was still here to that college basketball show. Yeah. I would go on occasionally and produce, and we'd talk about it was the year the Kansas won it all. We we're like, Bill Self's going to get his second championship. That's going to edge him into this new echelon because only a handful of coaches have two. Fewer coaches have three championships. Patino only has two, but you know, there's like Roy Williams, Coach K, John Wood. There's only maybe a couple of them. Bob Knight, yeah. There's a few out there. That if self was to get it done, he's in an elite company. Yeah, yeah, he's he's already actively. He's, all, he's the only one, right? Like with with, with multiple. Two. Yeah, with yeah. multiple. So I was gonna say because Jay Wright retired. So. Yeah, Billy so like, in the NBA. Yeah. And oh. and so like currently he's the only one with multiple. Now obviously, but Rick. The, yeah, well, then, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Rick. Yeah. Rick yeah. Say, yeah so. How can we forget that? Yeah. Rick, Rick at St. John's. But, we'll say but if he's able to, to get that third, no. you know, if he's able to get that third, that'll put him in. But then also. You know, Hurley over at UConn. I mean, UConn has had yeah. a really good season this year. Yeah, they dropped their most recent to Creighton, but, I mean, they've looked like the most complete team all, all year, year in college yeah, basketball. Yeah, And such a quiet for being the defending champs. Like, they're going to be the most quiet back-to-back we've seen. And I, I was just getting into basketball in Florida, one back-to-back, so I don't really remember that time period. On They had all the five stars coming back. UConn, I know they lost uh, the MOP last year. Um, Snogo, I think it was. And yeah, he, yeah, he so. went pro, mm-hmm. but they still had a lot of guys coming back. And again, I trust Hurley. Like no teams repeated since that Florida team. They have probably the best chances that like 2014 Louisville team, in my opinion, to go back to back. Well, the part of the reason why they're so quiet is because they don't have any guys that jump out to you as far as like NBA guys. Now they have one. I well, think you got Tristan Newton. And yeah, Tristan Castle's really good too. Yeah, and, but they're like. They're not the the Rob Dillinghams. Sure. They're not the you know these guys. Well, college basketball is just lacking a bunch of like of their top end freshmen. Right. Because even if you look at the mock NBA drafts, a lot of the foreign guys are first, and then you That's drop right trend. to yeah, yeah just right. drop down to Rob Dillingham. Like he's the really the college basketball player that's. The highest up the board, but even he's like either third or fourth. Imagine Reed Shepard, yeah, top ten. Right? Yeah, I've seen and I've seen plenty of those too. Yeah. So it's like I think part of it is because there aren't like there's a lot of more foreign talent that is just amazing. Yeah. And then even at the top of the league right now, you're seeing Wimby, you're seeing Luca, Jokic, Joel Embiid, Giannis, all these guys are non-American. Right? <laughs> that are that are yeah. the best basketball players in the world. And it's kind of like. Oh, this is a little different. It's a little oh, different to your best man. and your it, best it talent is. not being in college. Yeah. Like if your top college prospect is still the fourth best NBA prospect, it's like, well, where are these other three guys at? Well, they're overplaying in the NBL or in Europe or wherever. Australia, so it's crazy. Like yeah. they, they can, they have the option. There's a couple of different ways to go pro and 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 make it to the NBA a year yeah. later. You know, going going through the the Australian league or the G League or whatever you want to do and and get drafted that way. There's just more ways to get to the NBA these days than there were in the past. I mean, the G League is actually, like, five to ten years ago, they really started pumping money into the G League yeah. and turned it into – the Spurs were the first ones to have their own dedicated franchise, and they weren't sharing with anybody else. And they really pumped money into it 15 years ago, and we're kind of above or in front of the curve with the Austin Toros and now the Austin Spurs. Um, but everybody else followed. And, and now with real developmental mm, coaches in the G League. No. Yes. Where you don't just – you don't just get stowed there and die on the vine where mm-hmm. a lot of players were doing that 20 years ago. Yes. Now you actually get coaching and you actually get development and they are investing in those dedicated franchises. 
you know, and seeing the returns, you see guys that are actually two-way players that turn into Boom, reliable NBA players you yeah, know, the, down the line. The two-way contract has been amazing. Like, so it's a lot. And between the two-way contracts and the development of the G League Ignite, right? Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, have guys yeah. on the two-way contracts trying to become regulars in the pros and then going against, like, oh, this is the guy you're telling me that's supposed to be the next up. The guys on the G League Ignite are supposed to be the guys that are next up. So you're telling me, okay, I can go against him and prove yeah. to you that I belonged in the league because you're telling me he's the next thing since sliced bread, right? Whoever he right, is right. on said G League Ignite team. So that is – and then Overtime Elite. We haven't even brought them up. They're, they're also an avenue. Like, they have guys that are going to college, but they also have guys that declare straight for the NBA. Yeah. So it is – there are so many different avenues uh, that, that I think it is it, – it's not benefiting college basketball. But at the same time, I do think college basketball is still the – the grand marquee, the the top of the top when it comes to as far as entertainment value. And now with the NIL, it allows guys to still be able to get paid while being on the grandest of stage where the most eyeballs can see you by playing, you know, in the NCAA and college basketball. And those guys that are that are um tweeners or the the traditional back to the basket bigs mm-hmm. and guys that don't have an outside shot that are just rebounding machines, you know, or maybe a Zach Eady. We don't know where he's gonna be drafted next year. Um those guys are going to make more money in college, and they Easily. stick around. It's better for the college game that they stick around for three or four years, uh, and we keep those kind of guys around mm. while losing the guards early, like we used to. Like, like we used to lose the bigs. It's, <laughs> it's crazy because that's why you see all of these teams losing. Like that's why all of these teams go on the road and lose. Like all the like you go on the road and you see the number one team UConn lose yeah. to Creighton, or you see Purdue lose to a team they probably shouldn't lose. Like, there's been more teams get upset this year, I think, than in the last decade. Just, But all because there is so much talent. Not necessarily NBA talent, but so much talent yeah. in college basketball right now that the parity is absurd. Like, it's crazy. And if you have a program where players stick around for three or four years, which is not often, but you see it, mm-hmm. or even two years, you know that they stick yes. around together. Two years uh, it can make a dead. massive, massive difference. I mean, we see it a lot on women's college basketball yes. with like Virginia Tech. Liz Kitley is a two-time ACC Player of the Year. She's back this year for her fifth year. Georgia Amor is one of the best guards in the country. She's been playing with Liz for three years. Kayla King has been playing with her for four years. Like that, the chemistry you see between them makes a big difference. And you could still win big with transfers, but there is something to be said for having a group of players that stick together for a couple of years and they develop that chemistry and they can, they know where each other are. Um, it makes a difference. It's kind of, you have to, you have to strike that balance, yes. you know, where you have talented transfers and you're integrating them into a, a solid core. And, and it's going to be a struggle to find that balance for everybody in the country on both sides of that men's and women's. Uh, let's get James in here real quick before we continue this conversation. James, welcome into the drive. What's going on fellas. How much man? How you doing? Question for y'all. I'm doing all right. I'm kind of confused. Though. What time is it right now? It is 5.20. Are you setting me up for something? <laughs> no, it's 5.20, and the man still got the job. <laughs> <laughs> now, hang on now. Hang on now. Jeff, we're first about to get started. So, wait a minute. First, two things. Damien, thanks for the shout-out today, man. Don't worry about what they talk about. We were right. They were wrong. We don't need an apology. That's the thing. I don't need an apology. I don't even need to be told I was right. I've been watching it. I've been right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see nobody to tell me if I was right or wrong. You just want to move like, on. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I don't need nobody like that. I don't, I don't need that. 
I can I can look at the record, I can look at the product, I can look at the coaches on the bench, and I can see this ain't it. Right. So my question to you guys, especially uh, my question to you is, how is this even possible? How? That he still has a job? How did he get interview in the first place? When you look at his resume, you tell me how he got an interview in the first place because I want one the next time it's open. <laughs> I want one. I w- there ain't no way, and I'm sorry. He was a bag man at UK. That's what he was. Are you going to tell me that he made Anthony Davis grow six inches over the summer? Kenny Payne did with his fairy dust? Is that what we're talking about here? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing, man? As a Louisville basketball fan, for 35 years, man, I've been going to Freedom Hall and smelling them peanuts on the second level. Oh, the German roasted nuts. And and people told me I needed to drink Focus Factor. Seriously. You You can't even make this up anymore. I can call in every day and say something that that man has said that is unbelievably stupid. And I call it out, and then they come back. They come back at us and say, "No, we don't know what we're talking about." I'm well, I think those days are over, James. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is five twenty-one Eastern time, and that man still has a job. And the only question I got the fan base is: this acceptable down the road? Would it be acceptable down the road? I can answer that question. Hang on, because you know I'm, I know I don't have a piece of paper saying I'm real smart, but <laughs> I can assure you this will not happen down the road be unacceptable they'd run him out of the, they'd run him out of here why is it okay for me and my basketball program that's all i want to know junior bridgman tell me why this is okay out appreciate the call james <laughs> he said out he was out he wanted to get hit with the rack i'm like jim rome <laughs> <laughs> He was waiting for it. <laughs> he said he's out. He's out in there, man. Out. James is always passionate when he calls in. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I always appreciate know he calls in. He always has a lot of energy. And I'm like, oh, James, I know it's going to be a good one. Hang but I got, a, I got a buddy just real quick who, whenever his wife is angry at him and is, there's raised voices, he always says, uh, baby, I just love your passion right now. <laughs> and I'm like, does, I'm like, does that work? <laughs> That a like, good thing? That, that might make things worse. Oh, hit the anger man line. It makes it worse. <laughs> that's what hit the anger man line. It's like twenty percent of the time it works every time. <laughs> that's right. It's like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Look, I at the time there there were a lot of us that that didn't love his resume, but we understood the, why there was a lot of people supporting him. Like the, it wasn't just any slice of the fan base. There were a lot of people that were calling for Kenny Payne. You know, and he. I've been pretty vocal that I don't think he really was working towards this job. I don't think this is where he wanted to be in the end of the day, but it happened, you know, and there were a lot of support. There was a lot of support for Kenny Payne from a lot of corners. You know, it wasn't one singular voice. It was a lot of voices, you know, and, and Josh was the interim. It was, I don't think it was his decision alone, you know, and, and it, he was hired. It didn't work and we are moving on. Absolutely. Yeah. And it and it wasn't just a lot for Kenny in 2022. There was people calling for him when Chris Mack got hired. Yeah. Not being you know, right Which or wrong. Which I thought was pretty. <laughs> yeah, pretty but right or wrong, too. that was the thing. And so yeah. when you had people calling for him for him for in 2018, it doesn't happen. 
Then you get the job back open in 2022. It got even louder. It like got it got louder. even louder. Yeah. It was like, okay, now our guy has got even more years under his belt. He's now got some NBA experience. And you have all of these Kentucky guys right or wrong saying, this guy will be a great guy. Yeah. Like as far oh, as the players, no the people, players. Not just the players. Mm-hmm. I had uh, – Mike Rat, Mike Pratt, rest in peace. You know, one of my favorite people that has ever uh, worked at this radio station, telling us if Kentucky's job came open right now, Kenny Payne would be a candidate. He used to say that. Mm. Dan Issel, they were huge fans of Kenny Payne. Mm. And at the end of the day, obviously, <laughs> yeah, he got a shot. Uh, yeah, it didn't work out. Not um, at all. And a lot of us, like we, we. We voiced our concerns along the line from the beginning. But as soon as he was announced as the coach, was like, all right, at least he's going to recruit. Yeah. And it's going to be fun watching him trying to, you know, get Figure his feet under him because yeah. we're going to have the talent. It's going to be fun to watch. And lo and behold, that was not uh, correct either. Uh, it's just the things we were sold on just didn't uh, – didn't materialize and the rest of it he didn't figure out either so even the national folks because i was last i just kind of curious looking at some like you know coaching grades they give out when yeah. people get hired it was like si he, gave, he got a b grade that yeah. year it was ahead of like lamont paris and a few other names that are right again get the bar with kenny Payne. obviously everyone's doing a lot better than him but it's like at the time it was like people love the hires like yeah there's a few guys that are better hires at like other programs but it's like you know, Louisville got their guy. He's an alum. And like you said, the recruiting was there at Kentucky. Unfortunately, yeah. it's not there here. And, you know, back to his comments after they lost this year, he's like, well, I mean, look over there. I can't possibly get guys like, to come here. Why are you here? Yeah. It's like, that, <laughs> that's literally your job. Yeah. Yeah. You want a title here. It's like, you want a title here as a player. This team won a title here 10 years ago. Yeah. It's not like this team is, you know, you're coaching, I don't know, Montana State. Which I'm sorry, Montana State may be a good basketball program. <laughs> uh, they may be, they call us they may be unfairly <laughs> catching streaks here. Yeah, like in the Big Sky this year. Or something. <laughs> but that was see, and, and that is what made it even worse is because, you know, the mindset when you hear him at the podium, you're like, oh, it's one thing for Dave to feel like you never worked towards getting this job. It's another thing. Not to for, say he didn't work hard. No, but I'm saying yeah, like he wasn't like, on the path for this for job. this job exactly. Yeah, and that's not, not to say yeah. we just weren't on the path. But it's another thing for you to go up there and essentially admit that you you don't know how to get guys here. Yeah. It's like the things oh. that we were sold about you, the selling points, the Whoa. one thing that we were told was never going to be a question. And I was told that by every national analyst. That wasn't just like yes. the ardent Kenny Payne supporters in Louisville. That was every national analyst saying, well, talent's not going to be an issue. People are going to be beating down the door to play here. And, and then we had the athletic article earlier this year where they were saying, we can't find them. We don't know where they are. <laughs> we can't find them on the trail. Yeah, like, like we were expecting Louisville to be ever-present, omnipresent on the Louisville. Like if it wasn't Kenny, it was going to be Danny Manning or no Owen Smith or Josh Jamison, everywhere we looked, we were, we were expecting to see a Louisville pullover. They were going to be just a nightmare on the recruiting trail. I'm like, we can't even find them. And think about this, and I, I brought this up on a show before, but it's like when that when that was published, I really got to thinking, like, have I ever seen a recruit post a picture with Kenny Payne? Like, like, I, like I've seen other recruits post pictures either in the UK gear or in their Arkansas gear or, you know, Nick, Nick Saban doing line dances or whatever. Then I thought about it during this tenure. I was like, I can't think of a time I've seen a recruit post a picture or like they're being actively recruited by Louisville. Yeah. Like two years with Kenny or Nolan or anything. No, it's just a, it's a, a visit, a passive visit from Carter Knox. <laughs> that's it. And yeah. that's it. And it's like, that, and by the way, that's tough, man. We got two textures that are, that are adamant about 
making sure that we blame Josh Hurd on this. And it's like, dude, <laughs> I'm not saying you didn't have a hand in the decision-making process. I'm saying there were limitations last time around. Well, Financial were a bit, it was a big part of it. We had either the – and I said it at the time. You can go back and look at the shows or whatever. I said that I don't care if we have a limited budget. I would like to go out and interview some mid-major coaches that have a coaching experience. I was in favor of a, of a wider search. But – with the limitations we had, there were certain names that were off the board, you know, and at that point they thought it was prudent to go with with Kenny Payne. I'm not saying that it wasn't Josh's decision. I'm saying that there were more factors and voices in the room that won't be a factor or voice in the room this time. And especially when you have an interim tag, you're, you're yeah. at the mercy of a couple other, other people. Yeah, yeah, a couple of other people, other factors, because you're still trying to earn your job. We also and had it, no president at the time, too, if I recall. Where there like, was like interim president, all so it's of that like, stuff. You have no and, boss. Yeah, and all of that stuff matters because if you do, you know, take an edgier approach and get someone, and if they don't, if they were have not have to work, then you might not have a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas, like now, you hire the guy that the other factors may have wanted. You get the interim tag removed. Now you have the job. Okay, now this next one is on you. Yeah. Right, oh, like yeah. this next one is on you, and we're trusting you and your decision making skills to like if that guy doesn't work out, then it is on. Look, I think he's doing a good job, obviously, with the rest of the athletic department. Yes. Um, but that's a men's basketball is is a massive butt. Yes, like butt the men's basketball yeah. program. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, like, like you said, it's massive. It's that's massive. not like just you somebody else. It's struggling. not just like well, he's yeah. doing everything but the lacrosse program. Like okay, all right, it's men's basketball. It's 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 our flagship program. Obviously, he cannot miss on this hire. He's going like everybody who's out for his blood. <laughs> I promise you, if this hire isn't a home run, that he's not going to survive that. Like, you can't miss twice in a row. Regardless of whether it's fair to pin the last one on him or not, it will be pinned to Absolutely. his jacket. Okay. Uh, this one is all him. And that's why I say, look, whoever he wants is who he needs to hire. And that's what he'll be empowered to do. And hopefully he'll have the bank to go get whoever he wants. Uh, and we can see some immediate results. You know, you don't have to go to Final Four in year one, but we're going to see some kind of a turnaround in year one that we've been striving for for a couple of years. Let's get Jay in here before we take our last break. Jay, welcome into the draft. Jay in? Did we lose Jay? Oh, no, Jay. Jay. Call back, Jay. Okay, call back, Jay. Let's go ahead and take our bottom of the hour break. I'm Dave Skull. That's Jeff Lightsey. This is The Drive on 93.9. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. 
To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now here's Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. And Jeff Lightsey Jr. Welcome back into The Drive. I'm your host, Dave Skull, joined uh, by my good friend, Jeff Lightsey. Again, appreciate you stopping by. I appreciate it as always. Coming yeah, through, man. always have a good time, man. <laughs> we always have a good time. Um, we did have a couple of texters on the UPS Jobs text line at that said uh, they are they they won't miss James calling after (laughs) Kenny Payne is fired look we appreciate James's passion they always do but they're like he gives the same speech every time it's like well you know what I get it because there's a lot of the same stuff going on okay I mean I give everybody space to, to as long as they're not out of pocket I give them space to to criticize this this situation and and cope with it in whatever fashion they need to. I've been angry at times this year. Uh, a lot of times this year. <laughs> I was about to say uh, a little bit. <laughs> and a lot of times I've stared into the abyss, you know, and I'm just – sometimes I watch other teams and one single tear just oh man drops down my <laughs> cheek, you know. It's It happens, Jeff. I, I, I'm okay to, to admit these things. You're not alone in this. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we're all in this. That's, the thing. that's why, like, I'm not going to get mad at James or anyone. Because we're all in this together, guys. These are un, unprecedented times, unfortunate times, but I see the light at the end of the road, and we've we've already been through most, the majority of it, and I think it'll end very, very shortly. So, you know. I agree. I will say one thing. A lot of people throw Junior Bridgman in with, like, Jerry Eves and, and other people that were pushing for Kenny. Junior's been here the whole time. Yeah. Junior's been here for decades. He's a massive booster and a supporter of this university. He's going to ride with us after Kenny Payne's gone, too. I promise you that. And if he doesn't, then I'm wrong. Say that. But, like, Junior has never left. Yes. And it's not fair to throw him in the group of the other, like, drive-by guys that – They called for certain people to get jobs. Yeah, Yeah. and and, and nobody else. And they're going to abandon the university after Kenny Payne gets fired. Junior's not in that group. It's just not. He's just not. He's 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 been there. He's been a man of his word and a big time supporter of this university for a long time. He's a guy you want around. Yeah, he's a Louisville guy. I mean, yeah. he's a Louisville guy through and through. And so. an incredible businessman with a lot of money. <laughs> uh, you guys don't know how many investments he has around town. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> Every time something gets bought, somebody's like, oh, "I was spearheaded by Junior Bridgman's group." But he was involved with Valhalla. Like he oh, like man. he saw all these other. He's got a, quite a portfolio, and he's not going anywhere. He's not. It's not fair to loop to lump him in with like, you know, the Butch Beards and Purvis Ellison, you know, Mm -hmm. who by the way hasn't been in this city (laughs) with the exception of one time in the last like thirty years, thirty five. I thought Purvis was going to come back, is what people were saying. Oh yeah, he's going to bring uh, recruits. Yeah, DJ Wagner. That's why you hired Kenny. The Camden Connection. All the guys from from New Jersey and all of them went to 
Lexington. <laughs> like they all went to Lexington instead. <laughs> Whether it was DJ Aaron Bradshaw, the young man from, that's going to be in next year's class, like yeah, they, like all of them. And I don't like, fault the guys. Just give them what we've seen here. Unfortunately, right. it's like you guys made the best decision for yourself. No, that's why yeah. you don't loop that in as a like lump that in as a reason why you hire Kenny Payne. Like, I see this that happened to him at all. Yeah. That was one. They that, all they all yeah. pushed for the hire, and then we're like, Duh. they're like, oh yeah, if you can hire Kenny Payne, you get D. I'm like. So your reason to hire this guy is because of one high school player that no. is come off the is he come off the bench? I don't even pay attention to the team at the road that much. Uh, he, he he generally comes off the bench, uh, but he is he's been SEC freshman of the week three gotcha. times. Yeah, okay, so okay. He's, he's a good player. He would have been great here. Yeah, if not gonna try to UK fans are somewhat split on DJ Wagner. They're zero and three without him. Yeah. Um. And it's only because of how good Reed and Dillingham that's have what played. I, yeah, that's what I'm getting at is that they start or they have Dillingham, Reed Shepard, Antonio Reeves on the perimeter. Like there's only one ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and <laughs> Those are three really good guys. Right. If DeWan Wagner went somewhere else, he'd probably be a 20-8 and eight guy or something, you know, running somebody else's team. But he's 11.6, you know, 3.8 resists, I think, somewhere around there. I was looking at his stats earlier today. Um, he hasn't been the disappointments. Justin Edwards, and to a degree, Aaron Bradshaw, that oh, have been man. disappointing. No, yes, you know, especially Bradshaw. Like I, I, Edwards before the season was talked about potentially being number one overall pick. Yeah, like he was like that highly regarded. He was highly he was higher ranked than DJ Wagner. Yeah, for no, the most part, I yeah. think he was a consensus top three high school player in the country. Yeah. Like consensus, some of them had him number one. Yeah, like so that's why he was regarded so high in the twenty five NBA draft before this season. And to watch, like, I mean, he could go undrafted. Like, to watch the, the – I mean, he'll probably still get drafted off potential, but it won't be first round, I don't think. And it definitely probably won't even be early second round yeah. if he decided to come out after this year. Things change. Yeah. <laughs> Drastically. Things change, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I, I uh, to piggyback off the – or to finish the conversation we were having about the eight – teams that rutherford had i know we went in mm-hmm. seven eight different directions <laughs> <laughs> but, but, to happen. <laughs> I, to reset uconn purdue houston arizona tennessee unc kansas duke and you had mentioned you like kansas yes uh you eliminate purdue right off the bat off and the i'm bat. i'm with you on that <laughs> one of the intriguing ones and i eliminate duke right off the bat i just don't see it happening yeah. and purdue um tennessee's one of those one of those weird ones where it's Rick Barnes, yeah. who has his own Marsh reputation. As somebody said earlier, Rick Barnes versus Matt Painter in a in a regional <laughs> final. Who are you choosing? And I just said no. How about no? The ref no. show. <laughs> I'm choosing a meteor. Is, yeah. <laughs> that's, what we're, that's what we're choosing. That, the last two minutes of that hypothetical game could be some of the most coaching malpractice yeah, decisions you may ever see yeah Man. possibly i could see it boy howdy but i guess we kind of got that in miniature when tony bennett played purdue yeah you know that, that was like we had the bet carson edwards one of the best purdue teams in the recent memory really great yeah and and, and one of them had to win virginia <laughs> ended up winning yeah. Yeah. uh but um tennessee's the one that that kind of throws me because of the rick barnes versus the fact they're one of the best defensive teams in the country and i'm just kind of trying to to balance that conversation in my head, but my instinct is just to throw them off the boat, you know. And then my my pick all year has been Houston. Like I just for most part of the year, like I've I just really I have a lot of faith in what Kelvin Sampson does down there, and I think that they've got the the horses this season. 
and Shed and Cryer. Like they're just a really, really good like, squad, and nobody plays better defense than they do. It's the thing. Nobody. Like if you can get, if your guys can get high, like you, you expect to win the first game, right? Like because they'll be a one seed more than likely. You expect to win that sixteen seed game. Then you, the later games is when the defense, like I said, guard play and defense, like his defense travels. So if you can hold opponents under 70 points in that 60-point range and your guys make some shots late, it's just hard because Houston defensively has really put the clamps on almost everybody. Yeah, Like, literally, besides Kansas they came called, in there and man. whooped up on them. Yeah. Outside of that, I mean, they've looked really impressive all year. Yeah. Like Belgian Criers a championship with Baylor a few years back. Right. So they have at least someone who has been to the mountaintop in college. He was a role player on that team, and it was – you know, the bubble year, that Baylor team was top-notch all season, them and Gonzaga, yeah. and they just ran into Gonzaga, and they dominated that night that they played. So, like, I'm with you guys on Houston. They have the most potential to, you know, Kelvin Sampson finally gets a ring that he's been chasing forever. And, it's, you know, the story arc of him, obviously, with IU and the scandals there, that would be great for his those legacy. scandals aren't even scandals. Anymore. Yeah, like oh those scandals and air texting, quotes. Like like the, texting right. a recruit. And when the, what isn't that what so, he got in trouble for? Texting and cute? then the next year got changed? Isn't that cute? <laughs> like in, in retrospect, like it's just unbelievable. Like earlier like I was doing – Like that no, Bruce Pearl with Bruce the uh, Pearl barbecue. With the cookout, yeah. yeah. <laughs> earlier I was doing uh, – the Rabot and Co. with with Zach, and he was like, "Well, he's got a baggage." And I was like, "Dude, what baggage at this point? <laughs> That's not group. baggage. It's literally a text. That's message. not even a carry on. Oh. <laughs> like a text message. Now we've got recruits getting eight hundred grand, a million dollars yeah. before they even step foot on campus. And the, like you said, the text messages were changed like unlimited a couple of years later, or or in in certain time periods or whatever. It was yeah. His baggage is text messages where now guys can get millions of dollars before yeah. ever playing a game. Yeah, don't come now, at me with not baggage. Baggage, bro. Yeah. It's not baggage. The biggest bro. reason why he's not in the conversation for most people is because he's sixty eight. Mm. You know, and that we're looking for a lifer. Now there is the other. A lot of people are just like, look, I just want the best coach available, and if you get Kelvin Sampson, you get Kelvin Sampson. But at this point, I don't know if he wants to leave Houston either. I yeah. mean, he's got a great thing going. And you're, and you're in a great conference. Yeah, yeah, it's like you're yeah. in a great conference now. You've got a great thing going, and you've got it going. Like, yeah. it's going because of you. Yeah. Like, Houston was an afterthought since Akeem Olajuwon for, the better, yeah. for my entire life. Nobody thought about Houston basketball until Kevin Kelvin Sampson got there, and now they've been a one seed, they've had great success, and now they're looking like they could potentially win a national championship. So why would you want to win? Yeah, they're my pick. And if I had to look at this list, if I had to tell you, like Houston, you, you, I have a lot of faith in UConn. I do, yeah. but Houston's my number one pick for, for the championship this year. Uh, I think UConn's been the most consistently great team this year. I mean, the Creighton loss notwithstanding. I, the reason why I don't hold that against them that much is because I think Creighton is the one team off this list that's not on this list that I think is would be the one I pick. Yeah. Creighton, I, I have more faith in them than Auburn at this point, even though Auburn fits the profile as well. But those are the type of teams we're talking about. Uh, Creighton would be my choice off of the top eight. Uh, Houston would be my choice, like no holds barred in the in, for the national championship. And then – UConn and Kansas are probably the two I like the most off the rest of the list. I'm split on Arizona. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I, it's, it's like I, I want to believe in Arizona. I want to believe in Tommy Lloyd, Caleb Love, and those guys. They've, they've just been a crapshoot at times. Though. Like, they've beaten the teams they're supposed to beat. But when they played some of the better teams in the country, they're like they've struggled at times. And so 
Yeah, Arizona. And I, I I would be lying if I said I've seen I haven't seen enough of them yet. Just personally. I haven't watched enough of their games to put my confidence in them as I feel about, like you said, a Houston, my pick Kansas, or even a Yukon that I've seen yeah. plenty of in that tough of a conference in the big East. I've watched Arizona a couple times this year, oddly enough the first time I I got I watched them when the FAU beat them earlier this year. Yeah. And then uh I've seen them a, a few times in conference schedule, but not as much as other teams, like you said. Uh, obviously, the loss to Princeton last year always weighs on the mind. Yeah. I know you don't want to hold those things against. Tommy Lloyd doesn't have like a track record of losing. Like Matt Painter, he hasn't been a coach long it's enough. Only for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's only a year. I mean, so Gonzaga. I mean, there's a narrative with Gonzaga. They haven't won the big one, but sure. you know, I mean, this year's Gonzaga team, notwithstanding, they've had some deep tournament runs, runner up twice under you know Mark Few when Tommy Lloyd was with them and. Okay, like you said, last year they lose early first round. Two years ago, they were the one seed and a Trinity favorite to win it all. And I forget where they lost, but it was not – I think it was Sweet 16 they lost that year. Yeah. So, yeah, the narrative is there. But like you said, I'm with Jeff. I haven't watched much of Arizona. But we've seen Caleb play college basketball for four yeah. years now. We know how good we he can have. be. Seen him and play he can well take the over. Tournament. I mean, he yeah. took over in the tournament often. seen him like play it. well in the tournament. That matters. I mean, that we talked about the guard play and part of – Guys that have emerged during yeah. the tournament at the guard position. One of them just a few years ago was Caleb Love. Caleb Love, yeah. Caleb Love taking that a North Carolina team that had no business in anybody's championship game to the championship game, and so uh, yeah. yeah, I mean and when that you, is a good one. When you look at UNC and their backcourt of uh, Cadeau and Davis, you know, and, yeah. and uh, Cormac Ryan. then you've got and Cormac Ryan, and then you've got uh, Armando Baycott, who never you know, fouls out, who's <laughs> in his seventeenth year of college, you know. What, I, mean, they, you, I think of just you're talking about Baycock. What are your thoughts on like the record books with these guys that are getting like five years. years of actually playing or six years in college basketball playing right. five years? Like, and you see their names at the top of record books, and it's like, I think, yeah, if you but, play more than four years, it's an issue now. Not an issue with Caitlin Clark. She's a four-year player. Yeah, right. Just the standard four-year just, just, player. Let's just let's get that out of the way. I mean, I know Cheryl apologized. Yeah, and, dude. Yeah, like that was an unfortunate moment. I was cringing that whole time because, like, like everything she said was wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's the thing, like everything, and it's like those guys had to know Kaylin Clark was only a four. Like they, I know. And somebody said it eventually. Like uh, one yeah. of the other guys on the stage, not Gilt, Gilbert yeah. Arenas, and not I think it was Cheryl, Josiah or like, somebody. Yeah, somebody it. said it because yeah. he knew it the whole time. Now yeah. they were giving deference because it was Cheryl's yeah. loops. Cheryl's so that's legend. why they're yeah. like letting her talk and not want to cut her off. But the whole time they're sitting there thinking like. Uh, she, she actually, is just a four-year player. Yeah, like, she takes twenty shots a game. Not <laughs> the men's record almost fell last year with uh, yeah. Mike Davis's son, who was in his actual fifth year. Right, and it's like I get Maravich. Like he played only three years because of the rules back then. But it's like that one I would have had an issue with. Is like you took five years and your team got like a CBI invite because they wanted you to break the record. Yeah, Detroit Mercy. Yeah, they yeah. were terrible, and they <laughs> they have I think one win this year. How is Mike Davis still employed? I have no clue. I don't know. They don't have standards. Smacking his forehead. Uh, every time I think of Mike Davis, I think of that the game against Kentucky when he's just smacking his forehead at the end of the game, getting pissed off about the call. Just, Mike, what you doing, man? What's going on? Wasn't that Cal's son on that team? Uh, Brad Cal, he was yeah. the assistant the coach. Assistant coach is what it was right? in Detroit. I think he okay. transfers like a, a player late in his playing yeah, career. To yeah. Detroit. And he may he have did. gone into coaching there. I thought he did get into No, he definitely did. Yeah, he's on the I end just of the thought bench. he was a player there, too. I know he was a player there yeah. to try to actually play and then went straight into coaching to the bench from, from playing there in Detroit. <laughs> oh, man. Nepotism. 
<laughs> I don't think Brad Calipari is on the short list for Louisville's job next year. Man, we didn't even get a chance to talk about. Really, didn't get in depth with the twelve team playoff. We didn't. I didn't even get a chance. We talked about KD and the fan in the first segment before you came on. Missed who? You didn't see that Kevin Durant, the fan. Oh, KD. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, those weirdos. Because like, like it, it, she's like, no, oh, KD, we're just we're just yeah, trying to dap you up. Like, like you, you yell, bitch, <laughs> yeah. at him as he's coming out of the 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 tunnel, and then when he like turns around and comes start walking towards you, like, ah, yeah, we're homies. <laughs> Check out my podcast. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> that was the funniest podcast. part to me. Like, what was that? KD sat there and listened to them. And then as soon as he was like, I host the podcast about sports, Katie just walked away. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, buddy. We're I'm, done. I'm not going on to talk about this incident further with you. This is over. Yeah, this is over. You've lost all credibility. His next podcast had... is going to be like my interaction with Kevin Durant. It's oh, yeah. going to be like all these lessons. Oh, like, I was within two feet of Kevin Durant. So what actually happened was, like, right. this is like the explanation like, podcast. We heard it, man. <laughs> called him a word, and, yeah, and, 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 and he got upset about it, and... But the thing is, like, Katie, did, like, they were going to kick him out, and Katie was like, no. He stopped him kicking him out. I Let him stay. That. that was actually nice. Was really, Which, really like, nice. I, for me, like, for somebody who understands, like, what Katie's rep has been, you know, and he lost a lot of respect from people when he joined the Warriors. And yeah. He's got all of his, you know, accounts on Twitter that he got caught with. And the burners. Yeah. He cares, <laughs> he cares a lot about fans' opinions. You can't criticize him for that interaction. Mm-mm, not at all. He was never in the wrong, and he let them stay. That's the, the bigger He's thing. He's magnanimous. Because the thing is, we've seen Luca get people put out. Russell Westbrook get people put oh, out. Yeah. We've seen a bunch of guys get people thrown out of the game for sometimes for even less. People, like, people get they get really um, – they think the ticket's a license to do whatever they want. and It's like, man, would you do that in public? Mm-mm. Would you go to the supermarket and yell that at somebody? Like at a seven-foot man. And not expect someone to like <laughs> – to, to have a reaction you know it's not a license to just be a jackass no, but not at all some people think it is uh now i'm just picture some random guy going like uh myers or so be like listen here you jackass. Yeah. it's like what the you opposite you of the me? peyton manning cut that meat commercial yeah it's like it's like have we cut met that before meat. Yeah. cut that meat it's like somebody's I'm gonna, heckling yeah, it's yeah. like i'm an accountant at, <laughs> just, i don't know you it's like baloney bitch just like in the Especially background like, Come on. A, an enormously large man like Kevin right. Durant is not, not like the small. average size he's man. Tall. He's a very big some man. Some of the, the most athletic people on planet Earth are NBA players. But anyway, look, guys, it's been fun. Absolutely, Jeff. Thank you so much for sending in, man. Enjoy your week, I, I, your weekend off. Yeah. From from men's basketball, and one more shout out to uh, Noble Funk Brewing for having us last night for the watch party. It was it awesome. awesome. It yeah, we'll awesome. have another I gotta one. Check it, check it out next time. I couldn't make it last. Fun. Time, but I, I want to make it the next time. Well, that next time is going to be Notre Dame. Oh, let's Sorry, we're just talking over each other. Let's do it. <laughs> next time is going to be Notre Dame on March third, um, and we'll uh, we'll see y'all there, man. This has been the drive, and nine through nine the Ville. Have a good weekend.